Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of the low glass from New Jersey, right here on Black Set Radio. What up, what up, what up? How is everybody doing? Are you enjoying this month of May the way that I am? May has just been an absolutely phenomenal month um, so far. Uh, we are celebrating Etnia Negra this month here in Panama, which as you know, is the um, Black History Month in Panama, the uh, Journey of Reconciliation um, has events going on in the city um, this month for, um, for, uh, for that event and just a lot of great things going on. What else is happening? Oh, we had our old school cabaret jammy jam, baby. And it just did not disappoint. We had about 90 people um, in that number. And we did a 50-50 uh, raffle, old school 50-50 raffle. And uh, one of my previous guests on the show, actually, Pam Trezevant was the uh, other one, the other half of the raffle. So we, we split up like 187, 187. And uh, Black Expats in Panama donated $50 of that raffle to another brother that we've had on the show, Kevin Dennis, who is doing some amazing um, charitable work for the kids in Panama. And so he's taking them to a water park and uh, on the 28th. And so that's going to be just awesome. And we were just so happy to be able to be a part of that. Oh my goodness, I did. Um, there was an article that came out about us in um, Unerased Black Women Speak. Um, a podcast dropped and we had that. I was on a podcast with the likes of Stephanie Perry and her vicarious Black travel blogger, Evita Tur Turquoise Robinson, which is the Nomadness tribe leader. Julia Brown um, does Walking the Spirit Tours. Audrey Edwards is an author of American Runaway. She left the country when um, Trump was appointed. And then another sister, Cynthia Simmons, who is an expat uh, living in a 72-year-old expat living in Mexico. And it was an awesome, awesome podcast. So I'm going to leave a link so you guys can uh, visit that. And then we also have a, um, a live that took place on uh, May 26th with Unerased uh, Black Women Speak. And just been an amazing time. So enough about all the excitement over here in Panama. Um, I just wanted to uh, welcome today uh, my sister and friend, Dieta Thornton. And Dieta, I met her here in Panama and um, we met through Sister Locks actually. I started doing her hair and she is actually an expat who chose to return to the United States. Her and her husband, Eric, now live in Arkansas. And I caught up with her and just wanted to talk to her about her experience in Panama and, you know, why she decided to turn back to the States and see how things are going. Okay, so y'all know the deal. Just hang on one second and I'm finna get that sister on the line. Hang on a second. You're gonna love her. My sister, my sister, my sister. Hey, Deanna. 
Hey, big sister, girl, it is so good to be here. It is so good to see your face. Girl, it is. You know something? Um, Welcome to the show, first of all. And um, so for all our radio listeners, you know, we actually record video on these shows. So one of these days, they're going to be somewhere else. But, you know, you just need to see the face that I'm looking at. And um, I just I'm looking at you right now and I'm just remembering how much I miss you. Oh, for sure. For sure I for so sure. miss you. Oh, for sure, baby. It is mutual, honey. <laughs> so um, I, I, I told the audience a little bit about you. So I want you to tell them a little bit about yourself and, um, and just lead up to how your journey led you to Panama. How about that? Okay. Um, so I will say that um, I joined the Navy when I was 17. And um, because of that early arrival, I was able to depart the premises relatively early as well. So 20 years is, is a retirement, is a pension for the rest of your life. So I got that at around 37. Um, and so um, my husband and I just decided um, he retired as well after 20 years as a law enforcement um, and we just decided to um, take some time and travel around and see what's out there. And so we started in Costa Rica um, and we spent 30 days in Costa Rica. And then we traveled, found our way down to Panama and thought we were going to spend 30 days down there. And, you know, that's not the way it went. <laughs> so we got to Panama and fell in love, fell in love. Actually, we did. Eventually- you were smitten. We girl more than more than infatuated, more than infatuated, honey. Not only did she have the looks, honey, she she could cook, honey. What? It was the full package. It was the full package. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, so we actually just in 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 in, just close the back end of that. We actually did leave Panama and traveled on to Colombia, and even then we were like. "Mm." We got to get back to Panama. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we, we we really did um, fall in love there. I think it's um, there's so much to see and do, you know, and there's so many textures and feels and varieties. So no matter what it is that you're looking for, it, it's it's almost you know whatever it is, it's available. Yes. So, but how did you? So let me let me ask you to break that down a little bit. First of all, what year was it when y'all decided to travel? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 2018? 
but but um I think that it, for us it was a mutual decision because our we wanted to so a number of factors I'll say number one um distance so we didn't want to be so for example Africa is a place that's always been of interest but that's a 40-hour flight we still have family here we still and elder parents right not to say elderly parents they smack me if they heard that <laughs> <laughs> but we have older parents and we didn't want to be that far away right uh-huh. um, another factor was cost of living right so again we're both retired so it's definitely fixed income and like so how do we get the most bang for our buck you know where can I we think. live well i don't want to just be pinching pennies i want to be able to do what it do and exactly. so um yeah so so those so it was a number of things like location um, but there was also things like um, modern conveniences, like where, where am I going to get Wi-Fi? Like where, you know, stable Wi-Fi because because yeah. yes. work. Decent roads. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so and I'm a beach girl, you know, so there was a number of things. Right. I need some water and in wherever we're going, I need some more. Mm-hmm. So there was a number of factors. But when we tied down all of those, when we brought all of those kind of conditions or uh, delimiting, you know, um, filters in there. It, essentially, it was it was that area is that kind of Costa Rica, Panama, Guatemala, you know, all of that's kind of or not Guatemala, Ecuador, all of that's kind of in that area. And we would have continued traveling on through that area, uh, but we fell in love. Okay, so you came to Panama and then, okay, so you went to Costa Rica. Shout out to Costa Rica because you liked it there too, right? Um, in, in a different kind of way. So so uh-huh. I would say that Costa Rica was the, the uh, precursor and I'll say, um, one of the things that and I'm probably getting ahead of our conversation, but let me just say that's it. all right. We just <laughs> going. We'll be all right. We'll get back. We'll circle back around and stuff. Circle right on back, right? So um, yeah. I think that the land has a vibration, right? So like, um, and everywhere we go, there you know the land is different. And so um, leaving the states and going to Costa Rica. So the states for me is like this. Okay. Right. So Costa Rica may have been like this. So if you are maybe a little bit older, maybe not looking for very much um, nightlife or activity or a certain thing, there's just a certain thing. Costa Rica is very natural and it's almost very primitive, but that's what we love about it, right? They absolutely have taken great care to, to maintain the natural essence of the land. It's not a whole lot of, you know, it, it there's a, there's a difference for me. I would say like when people talk about first world, second world, third world, which I hate that that phrase. I do too. I, I, can't I do too. Um, but when they do, they typically say that Costa Rica is kind of third world. Um, for me, if you would say that, um, then I would say Panama would definitely be second or second. first. Second, right. Yes. So like, there's just yes. more technology. There's more access. There's more yes. things to do. Now, if you just want to lay on the beach and eat some fruit, um, Costa Rica is that place. <laughs> right? like that, that's that place, you know, but it was a little bit too slow for me. It was a little bit too, the frequency wasn't, the, 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 the beat wasn't quite exactly what we were looking for. Okay, so let me see if I'm keeping up. So for you, the frequency in the U.S. was, then the frequency in Costa Rica was, so that that's significant. I that I've never ever heard or seen anyone 
do that. But I feel, I know exactly what you're saying. So, okay, so that's a little slow. Uh, that what you is what you trying to say is that um <laughs> Costa Rica was a little a little laid back for you a little too yeah. laid back yeah. yeah 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 so now and you said that they've done a great job in Costa Rica of I guess preserving the natural essence of it and mm -hmm. it is the one thing that scares the bejesus out of me about Costa Rica I'm full with Costa Rica. We had some time. We had we had like a, a vacation club, and and we needed to use up some points and stuff like that. And you know, we thought it would be easy to go to Costa Rica from here. Let's just you know hop from Panama, go there. Girl, booked everything, and I just kept looking at Costa Rica, and looking at Costa Rica, and I just knew. I knew. Finally, I said, Al, I can't do it. It's too, it's too natural yep. for me. Yep. It's yep. too much. I, I said, just looking yep. at everything, I said, I know there is probably so many creatures and features and sneakers <laughs> up yep. in there. And I, I'm, I'm just not comfortable with it. So it's like all that nature, whereas people look at it and see it's so beautiful. I'm just the opposite. I'm like, it's too, it's too close. It's too much. So you, you good with nature though. You liked it. You like the natural, natural part of it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more like you. Okay. I'm more like, so I'm originally from Chicago and I think that that you have to say that, right? Like, yeah, sure like, because perspective is everything. I'm a yes. city girl. I'm a city girl. So yes. maybe if you, if you are someone who's from the South and mm -hmm. you're kind of already acclimated to nature, yes, <laughs> you know, a lot of it, a little bit of a rugged environment, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Then and I shouldn't say I like I want to be clear when I say a rugged environment I don't mean like there's an outhouse out there in right. the back and there's no public bathrooms or you know no running water and so I don't I want to be clear on that like Costa Rica is beautiful and it's and it is a it's a place for a certain personality and I don't want to talk anybody like my my advice to everybody on everything is go is see. try it for yourself go see boo yeah yes you know? exactly so um. So you went to Costa Rica and, you know, I know that you, you met some wonderful people there mm -hmm. and, and that, how long did you stay when you met? So I've been to Costa Rica a number of times. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but that particular visit, we, we stayed 30 days. We stayed okay. 30 days. And, and we then actually, you came back to Panama. Mm, well, we came to Panama for the first time. Oh, so you went mm -hmm. to Costa Rica first, then came to Panama. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so tell me this. So when you got to Panama, what was the frequency? Come on, bring it. What was the frequency? Anybody tell you to go party, Deanna? I said, bring the frequency. So now you were showing me the Listen, oh. <laughs> hold on. Now we already done. We already done went through the process. You said that Costa Rica was pop, <laughs> pop, and then and then the U.S. was pop, 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 pop. So where was Costa Rica besides all the throw your hands up <laughs> for the people that couldn't see me? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'll say I, I I don't I don't have it. Let me get the beat. Let me think in my head. Right. Whatever your favorite salsa song is. Yeah. That's what it is. 
That's what that is. And I, yes. don't even mean to say I that love it. A party place. Yeah, I don't even mean it to say that it's a party place. I mean to say that if you want the party, it's there for your taking. It's and festive. If you don't want the party, then you don't have to have that. And there's also culture and different foods. And there's the beach and there's the mountains and there's the, you understand? What I mean? And like, there's the city. Yep. Yes. And there's condos. And yes, Absolutely. I, I, I feel you. I feel you right behind you. I feel you on that. Look, look at that smile on your face, girl. Yeah. Panama had you ready. Yes, so, so you came to Panama. And when you came to Panama, now you did say earlier that you are a beach girl. So you knew that you wanted to be on the beach. Mm -hmm. Right? So you didn't consider spending a few time, you know, a few weeks or a little bit of time in the city first. You just, you just dug right in and you went for the beach. Mm -mm. No, no, no. We actually no. Spent, okay, um, work it so, out, honey. So, so we spent the first. What month. happened? So, so initially, again, our plan was we were going to do the first uh, ninety days of our plan of our travel was thirty days in Costa Rica, thirty days in Panama, thirty days in Colombia, and mm -hmm. then we decide from there where we wanted to map out. And again, Ecuador was on the list. Um, there were some other places just in that kind of area that we would have made our way on through. So mm -hmm. we did do 30 days in Costa Rica. When we got to Panama, we spent the first 30 days in the city, but I had found the um, a city called Coronado, um, a little town called Coronado mm -hmm. that was probably an hour and a half away and we didn't make it out there. So like we were looking on Airbnbs and like um, I saw some places that I was very interested in, but we just did not have a chance to really get out there in the way that I wanted to. So we spent that first month kind of in the city, moving and grooving. And, and I, not, like I said, I enjoy even the city because even in the city, there's still water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not I, like that's, that. that's not a like, great thing. Absolutely. It's not like I was great sacrificing news. that. Mm -hmm. And we had a condo that was... Um, the building was Ocean Air, I think, if I remember correctly, and it was overlooking. Um, I, th I think that's still is that still the Pacific Ocean downtown. Oh, don't don't get me to lie. It's Girl, the water. I think it is. No, it's, I think it's, it's, it's still, the water. It's, still, mm -hmm, it's, the, it's water. the water. It's the water for sure. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> so so we were overlooking the water. So, but in the city, generally speaking, you can have depending on where you're living, you can have a, a view of the water, but it's not a beach. You can't walk out there on it. Right. But you can absolutely see it. And that still yes. was um, for me being a beach girl um, on that full moon or being able to sit out on my patio and still see that that still was that was a compromise for me that I would greatly and willingly accept. Yes. Um, yes. Then, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. But but unless you really want to dig your feet in the sand. Yeah. See, now, for me, I'm not so much a dig my feet in the sand chick, but I could like have the view of water in my life every day. I yeah. don't want to live at the beach. But yeah. I, what I think is so cool about living in the areas downtown and in the city in Panama City is that you get to look out at night. You have to see all of this. This I mean, because it is metropolitan, and you know, we, I think you mentioned you know first, second, second and a half, third world. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, Panama is very developed, and at night it is beautiful. It is a Absolutely. light show to behold. Absolutely. The views at night are amazing. So you have the views you. at night, huh? We were in Chicago last week um, for Mother's Day. We went to the city. 
Um, and my husband had never been right. So I'm like, mm-hmm. we're down there. It's nighttime. And, and we're off the beach too, off of Lakeshore drive. I'm like, baby, what do you think? Look at this skyline. He was like, oh, it's cute. I'm like, what you mean? It's cute. He was like, I mean, it ain't Panama, but it's, uh-huh. <laughs> it's it ain't right. Panama cute, yeah, but it's all right. You know? So everything is compared yes. to that skyline. Yes. Everything is compared to that from this point on, you know, it is, it is. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful views. And I just think that, I mean, that to me is it it it, it is enjoyable. It really is. Yeah. So okay, so you, you you hung out downtown for a little bit. You enjoyed that, and then so I guess finally you were able to make your way down to Coronado. Yeah. So Coronado is the beach town, and so that's a totally different, totally different vibe as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. absolutely. I, I would I would almost say it's comparable on some level. To, 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 to the pace of Costa Rica, except that there's more modern convenience. And I say that to say, it's just a very laid back. So uh-huh. if you're in the city, there's the, laid back beach of the city, there's still, there's people going to work and there's travel and there's, there's, yes. you know, there's, there's everything right. Yes. On the beach, it is a beach lifestyle. And that means it's not that there there's generally speaking, that's a retired community. Um, generally speaking, there's not as much traffic or 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 um, or even things to do, hustle and bustle. It's just a slower pace. Um, the, the 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 rise, the ebb and flow of the tide is what's kind of that's the frequency. Yes. Think, you know? Yes. Um, and so it was a totally different experience. But we got out there, and let me say, my husband was not necessarily a fan of that. So he was much more um, a city guy. He loved that skyline and loved yes. the city. Yes. Um, but we got out there and. I want to say by the end of that first month, we're like, okay, well, we, it was Airbnb. Um, so what are we going to do? You know, are we going to extend? Are we going to, you know, move on to Columbia? What, what, what do we want to do? And we ultimately, I think, I think that we signed a year lease um, right then. You probably went to Columbia first. Mm, I think we did one. I think we did two months. I think we extended for another month. Okay. And then we went to Columbia, but while we were in Columbia, um, we were homesick the whole time, the whole time. Like, For Panama. Like, look, it's all right. I mean, but <laughs> what part of Columbia did you go to? Um, Cartagena. Cartagena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Car- tell me about Cartagena. Um, I, I liked it. I enjoyed Cartagena actually. Very, very beautiful, very beautiful, very scenic and lots of African culture, lots of African yes. history. Yes. But I actually find that to be true about Panama as well. Like Panama. You go to the, to the um, what is it? The Panama Canal, that museum. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, the Western where, Museum Samat. Absolutely. Where yes. they're showing you how all the people, the immigrants came and built that yes. canal. So there's a strong cultural influence all in there of, of melodic yes. people, you know? And so you feel that very strong. I think Cartagena, it's not Cartagena, but there's a, um, it's the people are called the Palenques. The Palenques. Yeah. And yes. so they are, they are the ones who created the cornrows and the cornrows were, were, were the, the, the map to freedom for the slaves. Yes. The slave trade was coming. They had routes and so, they had routes in them rows, baby. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, wow. So yes. I felt very, we felt very connected down there. You know what I mean? It's not like, so for example, I've lived in Italy and I've lived in um, Japan and in those places, because I was in the military and in those places, I always like beautiful culture and beautiful people, but I was always um, an outsider who got to enjoy the beauty of that culture. Um, I think what was different for me specifically about Panama 
But I could say the same thing for Columbia too, to a lesser degree is that when I'm walking down the street, I didn't, I never felt like I was an outsider. I was an insider. Yes. Like I, I look like them. I, you know what I'm saying? Like there was Yes. No Until you open your, open your mouth, mouth, you know, you can, you can be <laughs> yeah. a local, right? That I love yep. that too. That's yep. why I don't drive a Benz here. <laughs> yep. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? I just want to fit in. Absolutely. You know, I just, I, I enjoy, you know, just being able to fit in. But, you know, you talk about the Black culture in Panama and the Black culture in um, Colombia. And I'll tell you something. When it comes to Black culture, when we're visiting places, it is intentional. You know, it's like when you go to a place and you want to learn about the Black culture there, it's it's not on the, um, it's not on your standard um, uh, options. Yeah. It is something that you have to be intentional about, yeah. you know, which is unfortunate in a way. But more, more, more lately, people are been like, okay, so where's the black culture? Absolutely. And so even when you talk about Panama and Samap and the West Indian Museum, you know, we have discovered so many more places to expose people to, yeah. as far as the cultural aspect of Panama now, you know, since you were here, that I hope that you and Eric can come back and, and join us on we one of the man. Cultural Caribbean, especially the Cultural Caribbean Day Tour. We have created a Cultural Caribbean Day Tour that goes through Cologne and then learning that Cologne is not just a city, it's a province, you know, going through Cologne, going through Portobello, we go to a private island, you know, we eat the food, we see the black Jesus. And and people leave and they're not the same. Yeah, they're not the same. And so yeah. hopefully when you guys get back, we'll be able to do that uh, with you. So 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 Colombia Cartagena had that vibe. It yeah. had a vibe that you liked. And I'm assuming that also it's it's less expensive in Colombia, correct? Less expensive than Panama. Uh huh. Um, I, I'd say comparable, I guess. Um, I don't really, I don't remember there being a big difference. There may have been, but, um, okay. I, I don't, yeah, you don't I think they were comparable. Okay. Um, but okay. you know, out in, so again, even within, um, Panama. So, so I think anytime that you're traveling, it's kind of like what we were saying prior to the call that mm -hmm. when people say something is expensive or something is cheap, that's perspective, right? Exactly. Like that depends on your, pocket. it's in what's in your wallet. It's absolutely. a what's in your wallet question. Yeah, absolutely. Because. <laughs> Cause I think that even when, when out in Coronado, like out in the beach, um, that beach town, because it's an expat community and because that community caters to those expats, things are much more expensive, but you, but that's because you want frosted flakes. That's because you want your brands of things or you want, you know what I mean? So it all yes. is tailored to your, what your taste and what, mm -hmm. what you need to be comfortable. You know, if you can, um, so if you want those conveniences from home, they are widely available um, in those kinds of expats community, expat communities, but you're going to pay for it. And if you're willing to do without it, you can save many a dollar, you know, in, 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 in exploring the local community. You yeah. know, I'm local trying community. new soaps. I'm trying new body soaps. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I, I shop at Reba Smith sometime and Reba Smith is a, I guess, a Wegmans type um supermarket that caters to um americans north americans here yeah. and so you have a lot of brands your johnsonville's and that's mm -hmm. one thing i love wigman's for because i do not like the sausage in panama 
I, I mean, it's, I love the food in Panama, but they can keep the sausage. I, I, I don't like the, I don't, mm -mm, no. So anyway, um, I am a Johnsonville snob and I like Andouille sausage and yeah. things like that. And Reba Smith always has that kind of stuff, but you're going to pay for it. It's a premium. Yeah. It's import yeah. here. Yeah. And so what I'm starting to do, I don't like off-brand snacks. I don't care if I'm in the U.S. You know, if I eat snacks, it's going to be Nabisco. <laughs> right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. It's going to be Nabisco. Uh, it's, I'm not, mm -mm, no. So <laughs> I, I don't like off-brand snacks. Um, so I have not really been open to snacks here that, that are off-brand. And when mm -hmm. I have tried them, honestly, I didn't like what yeah. I did. But I am starting to explore different soaps. You know, body soaps, because um, I think my favorite body soap is Olive Olay. And I, I don't really find it here. Like, you know, I'd like to, they have Dove, they have Dial, they have Ivory, you know, all of which I'm not that particularly fond of. So I've been trying some like local brand um, soaps just, you know, because this is this is my new life. Right. Yeah. And, um, and some of it, some of them are pretty good. Yeah. Some of them are pretty good, and I think a little bit more natural. So you know, you you it's great to have the option. Yeah, get yeah, those yeah. things from home, but it's going to drive your price up a little bit. Absolutely, and I think price. the other alternative too is if you know you're coming and you're going to be here. Um, so so this is what the trip that we're talking about now was the first go round. You know, we came back right. So yes. <laughs> on that gap time that we were back in the States, we literally were like, okay, well, where's that Lowry seasoning? Grab 12 of those. Yeah. You know, put this all in this bag and keep this bag right, under 50 right, pounds. Right. right. So like, right. <laughs> so right. Like you, if you're going to come and you're going to do it, you learn how to do those kinds of things that last you until your next trip. Back. Girl, my thing is paper plates, paper products. I when I would come back and forth to Panama when I was doing that like twice a month, um, I was bringing paper plates, um, paper towels, sometimes um, napkins, the serviettes here, yeah. the napkins here. They them little things you find in them little baby canisters yeah, yeah, in yeah. the diner. I just can't get used to these little napkins. Yeah. And so, and and paper products are very expensive here. Yeah. And and very limited. And so I would come, I would be stacked down with paper plates. <laughs> <laughs> I would have paper plates and I would have the other thing that I absolutely cannot live without is my Tylex shower spray oh and yeah. they didn't have it here mm -hmm. i think they have it at reba smith sometimes but child i still ain't ran out because like you said get give me 12 you know and so that i would have them so when you have the luxury of going back and forth you can yeah. do that other than that you're gonna have to figure out something new mm -hmm. okay so and i think let me let me just say i think it's, it's worth saying that if you're traveling though you would be doing yourself a disservice if you were not able to try something new. Like that's the whole point of this whole thing, right? Like it's, it's said, journey. try something new. So like even we ran out of Lowry's. I did have to try, what is it, Adobe? Adobo, you know? The brand uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and, and it turned out to be okay. It's not my favorite, but but you have to, you live and you learn. And I think that's a part of the experience and you grow from that. Yeah, too. but it ain't Lowry's though. No, it's not. It no, is it's not. not it is like the, the the granulation. 
Yeah. It's a little different, a little different. You know, I just was using it with my egg salad and I was just thinking to myself, eh, yeah. you can only put a little bit because other than that, it mess it up for yeah. me. So, yeah, no, you agree. know, but it's and like you said, but then there are some things that you end up trying. You say, hey, I really I like, like this. this. Yeah. So they you have know, plantain I really chips. Like I like plantain chips. Have you tried? Oh, that? I do. I love the plantain yes. chips. And yeah. I don't even know if they, I, I've never looked for them in the States. <laughs> in, in the States. Absolutely yeah. not. I've never looked for them in the States, but I love them. I, I like the little um, cups that you put your ceviche in. The ceviche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the little ceviche cups. And, Absolutely. you know, it's certain stuff you just learn to embrace. Yeah. You know, I kind of like flan, you know, that oh, that flan, that flan mm -hmm. dessert that they have. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a very rich custard cake yeah. almost. It's yeah. um, it's pretty amazing. OK, so you guys were down at Coronado and and you when you when you got back and you decided, OK, we're here for a minute. Tell me how long that was and tell me why it was that you decided to um, leave. And the other thing that I want, want, want you to tell me was when you guys were actually moving around from place to place, was it your intention to become an expat or was it your intention just to experience other places in the world to live? Do you think that because you never really went the whole residency, residency process or anything, right? Actually, we did. So, oh, you did. Okay. Well, 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 let me say that the answer to both of them is yes. So we, it was both. So we initially decided that we would travel, and we would travel with the open mind that if we fell in love, that we would be willing to settle. You know, that was the whole point in saying that we didn't want it to be too far from our parents. So, like, if we found somewhere and 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 we can get back and forth, you know, reasonably, yes. you know, um, then yeah, we're open to staying. But we didn't know if we would or not. And so, if not, then we'll just travel around. We'll just keep moving from country to country. And at the end of the year, or at the end of whenever, we'll just go back home and maybe do something else. We also talked yes. about uh, off grid living in a van or you know, a tiny, tiny house, house or stuff yeah, like that. We, I mean, we, exciting. You know, what I love is options. Absolutely. Options. Do you, boo? This Absolutely. is your life. Absolutely. You live it however you want to. And to me, that's what you and Eric were doing. And I just, I think that it's a different story. There's somebody just saying, hey, we're relocating to Panama. This is what we're going to do. You're like, hey, we're going to go. We're going to check out Panama, check out Costa Rica. And then we're going to see where, where we feel like we need to be. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so you came back, you had your condo, really nice condo um, at the Bay, in mm -hmm. Coronado Bay. Now, how did you find the rental prices at Coronado, uh, in Coronado, you stayed at the Coronado Bay Towers? Um, so everything is Airbnb. And so, okay. well, at least initially it was Airbnb. And once we got there, um, we found that there was owners and different people, like there's real estate agents there who are like, we can give you a lease or we can, you know, whatever you want to do once you get there. It's a, it's a small right. community and things just in, in conversation or in social life, you know, you find out such and such is leaving their condos up, you know, they on the 31st floor if you want that, you know what I mean? So it's that yes. kind of from day to day, you just kind of get information. You're like, oh, okay, maybe we'll stay for another month then, you know? Um, so we, we did it. Like I said, we, we initially came for the one month, but it turned into two. Um, and I think at the end of that second month, we literally were forcing ourselves. Like it was a talk. I remember us laying in bed and we're like, you know, we did promise that we were at least going to try Columbia. We have yes. to at least, we can't not go. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't yes. just end our trip here, you know, like yes. 
but we could though, you know, we could like if we, <laughs> we go later. Wrong, if we wanted to we stay here, to and have yeah, so, yeah, that's so wonderful. We, we so did, the fact, did your neighbors have anything to do with your connection to Coronado? Did my neighbors? Did your neighbors like you know when you moved there? Because the other thing is that you know you're here in Panama. You didn't know anybody when you got here, right? Mm -hmm. So when did your neighbors, the people that you met in your building, do you feel that they significantly enhanced your experience in oh, Coronado? Absolutely. absolutely. Because let me tell you how small the world is. We actually got to Panama. We met um, other expats, black folks, you know, mm -hmm. looking like us, talking like us. And that was home. That makes it home even right there. You're like, oh, my God. Hi, where y'all from? And so from there, ironically enough, my husband ran into a cousin. Like that's right. Yeah. So like literally Small like, world, like, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so even that was another thing that that literally kind of we we instantly had roots. Um, but we met quite a number of um couples that were um other expats and families with kids and and just a whole host of people were there. I know you like, met John and Aisha, mm -hmm. but that's not how Andrea. we met. Did we we just met through Sister Locks, didn't we? Yeah. Is that how we met? But or then, did but then you already Aisha? knew Aisha. How did you already know Aisha? Her cousin was in my shop getting Sister Locks. One of her re re relatives was in my shop in Virginia getting Sister Locks established and heard me talking about Panama. And she was like, I forget exactly how they're related. But she was like, yeah, my my relative, you know, Aisha and John, they're in uh, Panama. I was like, what? Really? So did we meet you on the first um, Thanksgiving? Did we meet you at Thanksgiving? At no, we already knew each other because you've done my hair. But we met through Sister Lux. You've done my hair. So we had met. Okay. Body, we were already sisters, honey. Okay. But yes, honey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So you probably have found me on the website mm -hmm. for somebody to do your mm -hmm. Sister Locks in Panama. And also, let me say, wherever we traveled, I literally was never getting too far away from somebody that was going to do my locks. That was another yes, thing that, that was, was important. Yeah. They look good, by the way. Thank you. They look that's good. All, that, Somebody's taking a look. Look, you got some Katanji Brown looking locks going on. <laughs> look, that, you, you had something to do with that right there, Boo. You had yeah. something to do with that. Sister Locks in the Supreme Court, baby. What? Yes, indeed, baby. Yes. You know how we do it. <laughs> that's how we roll it. That's how we do it, Boo. <laughs> so we, we probably were first connected through um, Sister Locks. Mm -hmm. And then I know John and Aisha. We knew mm -hmm. John and Aisha. And I know that the people down in the Coronado Bay or Coronado, you know, they have a very tight expat community. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and so I really like that about um, Coronado. Um, at that point, when we were here, you know, we're we're in the we're in the suburbs of the city. We didn't really have that at that to that level, you know. And I guess because you're more spread out, but yeah. you live in the same building and yeah. stuff like that, you, you can you be more engaged. So anyway, girl, we could go all day. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? 
Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our Beep community platform, or BCP. That can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information, offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well, and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you. So you were there, you loved um, Coronado. Tell us what you loved about Coronado and what were the deciding factors that caused you to leave because you decided to terminate your stay in Panama. Well, so so let me say this. We, okay. we initially went to Costa Rica for a month, Panama for two months. And that's what I was saying. We convinced ourselves to leave and go on to Colombia. From okay. Colombia, we went back to the States. We went back home um, to because I somebody's was Eric's mom sick or my dad. Something happened. Something happened. Nothing's too serious, but we did. We went back home and uh, we stayed home for a month. And at that point, because again, we're like literally gypsies. We're like, okay, where we're gonna go? What we gonna do? You know, what's next? And so we all were like, can I always go home? You know where home is, right? So that's right. ultimately, that's when we came back to Panama and signed a twelve month lease. Okay. Um, so from there, and so. Um, you asked what I loved about it or what was enough to make us come back. Let me say that the same thing, one of the things is what I already mentioned in that just the convenience of it. So the difference for me between Panama and Costa Rica was that in Costa Rica, there were things that I wanted. And no matter how much money I had, you just weren't going to get it. It ain't available. It <laughs> Your money's no good here. <laughs> you know, you're just not going to get it. But in Panama, for me, 95 I'll say for, in, in all honesty, probably 90 to 95% of the things that were important to me, most of some of the things I brought with me, but I can say overall, there was nothing that I missed and felt like I just couldn't get. So like I said, if I wanted my Lowry seasoning, 
they had it there. It's an expat community. So I'm not the first expat there. That community is already um, long-term, you know, long-standing. So these people done already built up the base. So, you know, anything that I was looking for was available there, but also mixed in with the, with the opportunity to, to, to try new things. Um, and so, and, and then like you, like you already touched on the expat um, community, yes. you know, um, the social aspects of it. So it was nothing. So the way, when you talk about Coronado Bay, I think it's worth giving just a brief description of what that is. Yes. So Coronado Bay is like a very big um, sky rise condominium building that's on the beach, like literally 20 feet literally Pacific Ocean yeah. <laughs> yeah so literally at night you hit a wave they like pushing the limits they be pushing the limits in Panama I was like okay well, I don't have no hurricanes but I show up that don't change girl right the buildings is they cool. do have earthquakes and that's a real thing now but yes. but um not in that area though not big in that area but um so yeah so it's a big high-rise building condominiums and the condominiums no matter which one you're on, you have a beach view and a mountain or a mountain view. And um, I think- Or some both. Or both, absolutely. I had both. Yes. Um, and I, I can't remember how, do you remember how many stories it was? Mm -mm. I, I go there all the time and I, I don't. Was it maybe like 21? No, it was more than that. It was more than that? Okay, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say like 50, like 40 Ooh, something, maybe 40 something. Yeah. Is it yeah. that big? yeah 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 like, oh my okay yeah, i mean yeah okay um, and so like there's all these condominiums and each one has its own vibe and each you know sometimes there's full vacancies or or full um occupancy and sometimes you know in the uh winter months summer months maybe if there's some occupant some vacancy and so um it's really, you got to be as social as you want to be. So like we would play spades. We'd have a spades game going on on Friday night. There's a little restaurants that everybody would walk to and you could have dinner and drinks or, you know, party, get a little dance on, get your salsa on, you know? So for me, I felt like it was a nice, slow way of living, but also um, with all the conveniences of a city, even though it wasn't quite a, a, a major city. So for me, it was kind of the best of all worlds, the best of, the best of both worlds. Um, and you asked then, why did we ultimately leave? If, if it was that great, then why did we leave? Um, I think healthcare is the, the short answer, right? So um, my husband actually um, fell sick. And so we did not have a car um, because we were trying to decide if we were gonna stay going back to the pensionado and the residency and all of that. We were kind of in the process of working through that, finding an attorney and buying, looking for a vehicle to purchase. So we were actually going to put down roots and, and, and stay, um, but it just felt like um, things were not falling into pocket like they normally do, you know? And I'm a believer, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a, I'm a believer in the path of least resistance, right? So if I'm going in the right way in my life, generally speaking, things are, there's a flow to things and you just get to move in the, you know, with the water. But in this particular situation, it was like, we were swimming upstream, you know, like, yes, I would talk to my neighbor and she'd be like, they just moved here. And they're like, oh, we talked to Carlos. Carlos got us a car in two days. And so we would call Carlos and he'd be like, oh, we don't have no more. You know, like, oh, well, we would be trying to, you know, where's the attorney that was helping you with your pension? Oh, she just retired. You know, she ain't, she ain't doing that no more. Like, so just like, it was like, it was hard. And so, and then all of a sudden, in the midst of all of that, um, my husband fell sick. 
So mm -hmm. we didn't know it at the time because this was December or January of January, 2020. 2020. He had COVID, um, but we didn't know that, right? We didn't know wow. what that was. And so that was quite terrifying because he had a, a fever of like 103. Um, it, was, it, it was a hot mess. And I, um, coincidentally too, John and Aisha, so all these social, this social life I'm talking about, John and Aisha had gone to Columbia. Um, we did not have a car. We were trying to call taxis. Um, our normal taxi driver was not available. Um, the nearest hospital from where we were, like there's, there's a major hospital in the city. We're about an hour and a half away from that, right? And so um, the nearest clinic where there may have been, not even sure, but there may be an English speaking person there, a translator there was about 45 minutes away and we couldn't even get a taxi to get there. So literally, um, like I said, his fever was 103. We'd already kind of decided if it got up any higher, we were just going to dial 911. Like it's just going to be some paramedics coming to come take you up out of here. But it never got to 104. It was just at 103. And, and, and essentially, um, I call myself to be a healer. You know what I mean? So I just worked on my man, you know? Yes. But it was scary <laughs> as hell. Like that was probably one of the scariest yes. of my life. Because again, I'm like, I don't speak Spanish like that. Like how am I going, you know? Um, and so what do you was, even I, say? What do you even say when you make that 911 call? Absolute help. Yes. Ayuda, por favor. Right, right. <laughs> and hopefully you understand that because, mm -hmm. you know, um, it just was. So that was a scary moment. And I think that probably was. Um, was what ultimately decided pushed us to the edge of, of going home. But but like I said, not entirely because he's sick. I do want to stress that because there is healthcare available, right? Yes. But I think you have to have um, different things in place. Again, number one, be working on your Spanish if you're going to stay. Number two, definitely have to have a vehicle or means of transportation because there's just, it's, it's again, just like if you were anywhere else, right? Yes. So we kind of took those things for granted during mm -hmm. that time because there was no emergency and we just kind of chilling on the beach, drinking, you know, doing our thing as opposed it. to until all hell broke loose. Yes. And you're, I mean, you're young and like, he's actually much more healthy than you. And so you're not expecting this. Right. You know, there are some people that come with the expectation that there's some shit that's going to go wrong with me. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Or yeah. the high possibility that some things is going to go wrong with me. So they're mapping things out. Absolutely. Yes. They're like, okay, I'm probably going to need these healthcare services, but I think that for the most of us, like your husband, who is in really good health, we're thinking, ah, well, you know, if I got to go urgent care or something like that, you know, it's, it's okay. I, can, I can, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not, you know, it's not like the United States, but if you need urgent care, you need to get there. You need to get there. You need the urgent care to be available, yeah. open and available, you know, open and uh, ready to receive you. Yeah, yeah. Um, at that that particular freeze time frame, um, I was ill-equipped. And so you did mention absolutely that um, our, our plan loosely is that like I have a history of being ill. And so when we talked about it, it was not like we were just kind of irresponsible and, you know, right through the wind the plan was generally he knows a little bit more spanish than i do and that we you know if this happens i i would get to the veterans hospital you know if it's if it's something it's probably going to be like i have lupus i've been diagnosed with lupus it's not something that would be urgent but just i would need to get there within you know 
reasonable right. amount of time, a couple of days. You know, we can go and take a taxi, you know, like it's not it's not gonna be a 911, but we may need some care. And if so, we'll make it to the right. city. Um so and you were confident that he could work out the communication. Absolutely, part. absolutely. So it didn't happen like that because life always because right? you never know. Yeah. You never know. So after that, um, and praise God, he got better. Um, he got better, and then you guys, then you just decided to return. So you returned to the state. We, we were super spreaders, honey. He was not better. I was like, look, get up. We going home. He was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm like, listen, because we didn't know what it was. You didn't so know. Back on that, and you're like, oh, why would you? But at the time, I didn't know what it was, but I'm like, yes. So you get up. He was like, no, I don't. you going to make it. Get on this plane. <laughs> we're going home. We're going to go see what's going on. And I go, yes. And so that's what it was. We made it back and um, he got better. Thank God. Because as we see, a million people didn't. Oof. A million people died. Okay. Um, and so I'm glad. And there were people that died in Coronado. Really? Um, yes. Yes. There, you know, and, 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 and again, like you said, it was stuff happening and we weren't really, we didn't really have the information. Right. Nobody you know, but um, yeah, there was some people even that, you know, you know, that were just found dead. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's a painful thing. And so the thing about um, Panama is that God forbid something happens and um we always think, okay, so we want to be able to get back to our people. We want to be able to get back to our kids if they need us or whatever. But the other thing about that proximity is that people can get to you. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, you're going to have family members sometimes that listen, honey, I, as much as I love you, as much as I need to go and take care of my mother's affairs or to bring her back or my bring my father back, you know, I'm going to have to borrow money from Tom, Dick, and Harry, and anybody that will allow, will lend me money just to fly there yeah. to get you. So if you're talking about going to Ghana, you know, or places yeah. in Africa and, and like that, like that, you got to consider your family can't get to you like that. Absolutely. And if something happens, you're like, oh my God, I'm sick. I really feel like I need to be in the United States. That process and the time that it takes Absolutely. for somebody to come and get you and take you back to the States could be the difference between living and dying. Absolutely. So honey, Panama is a four hour trip, four hour flight. That's it. That's, That's it. it. And easy, you know, easy to easy to come in and, um, you know, easy to flow back and forth. That's very important to me too. Yeah. Um, so, but what I do know is that I miss you. And I, I want to talk about one more thing before I let you go. And I have to get ready to, to let you go. I know that with a lot of people, when they come to it, is it is just something, a trend that I'm seeing. You know, even with myself, I wake up like, oh my God, let me write that down. You know, these 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 ideas that I have are just so awesome, you know. And there are people that have come here in Panama, and you talk about the frequency, who have been like, okay, I'm writing books. You know, I know people who have written books. I know people who have become like amazing artists or just, you know, birthed those things inside of them um, and just been able to tap into their creativity. I know that before you left, you started doing a podcast mm -hmm. and it was the queen 
and the servant, right? The queen mm -hmm. and the servant. Yeah. And you did a really good job. I was a little bit jealous, um, but whatever. <laughs> you did because you produced your own podcast. Yeah. And it was really, really good. So I would like for you to just tell us a little bit about that podcast, how you decided to do it, and and you started doing it in Panama. Do you think that you felt more creative here? So let me say that anytime that we are um, in this frequency, okay, that frequency in and of itself um, limits creativity because mm -hmm. you focused on that. Like it's it's like the, the if you just think about being stuck in traffic and you like blowing your horn like yeah get out of the way like that that kind of energy like because you got somewhere else to be you got somewhere else to be and you got you, you got this in, in the kids and nah, it's, it's, it's it, that energy that restricts your creativity so anytime you we are able to be fortunate enough right because everybody's not able right like some of us right. have to do our time in that frequency um, but <clears throat> when the time or when the opportunity presents itself and we are giving, given the opportunity to experience a different one, um, <clears throat> I think it's an adjustment. Um, it's not always immediate that you're like, oh, I'm in paradise. Sometimes that's a culture shock, right? That, that this pace is so much slower. But I think in time, most people find that in the, in the space of that, thoughts become clearer. Um, we're more rested you know, um, we're more peaceful. And I think all of those things cause inspiration. They, they give birth to clarity and, and inspiration. And so things are birthed in that. And um, so, yeah. And while the people I was, around you aren't at that frequency either. Absolutely. The people around you aren't at that frequency because I think even if you're in the States, it, 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 it matters who you surround yourself Absolutely. with as well. Absolutely. So let me tell you this really quick side story. We actually, when I told you, we went to Costa Rica, Panama, and then Colombia, and then we went back to the States. So we were leaving Colombia and flew into, <clears throat> we did it intentionally. We flew into Miami and spent the night in Miami to go get dinner and like kind of hang out. And then we caught our next flight the next morning to Arkansas, which is where we were going. Um, we walked out of the airport in Florida and literally there was like people that were like, And we were like this, like literally we had our bags and both Eric and I were like. Did we make the right choice? Absolutely. Because yes. it's then the opposite, right? Instead of going. You feel it. It's the frequency. frequency you, you, you pick it up. We were going from a peaceful frequency, frequency yes. back into chaos, right? Yes. So literally, and, and, and it's, it's insane. It is. Like one, it's almost like, um, you know, those movies where like, everything is in black and white, but you're in color. So yes. literally you're watching, it's like you're in two totally different realities. We're like in one frequency and the whole rest of the world that we can see is, it's insane. Like they're yeah. insane. They're screaming at each other. They, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, I know. Go back around and go back in the airport. Like, oh my God, this is what we wanted to come back to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And but I don't know that you lose the creativity i don't know to say that that's why i eventually stopped the podcast but i will say that there's a difference there's a difference it just is um so while i was there i was able to um let me say that i've always been a very um spiritual person spiritually minded um individual and mm -hmm. um the story of the podcast itself is that um 
I had breast cancer in 2011 and I had a near-death experience. Um, during that, I had a blood clot in my lung and had a um, near-death experience. And during that time I saw God and, and I think that um, what happens, and, and, and since then I've done lots of research with other NDEers, not near-death mm -hmm. experience people. And they all, we all kind of have this same um, story that once you touched that spirit realm, it's open, like the veil is kind of open and you, you, you're changed, you're different. Even if you want to go back to your normal life, like after breast cancer, I'm like, okay, I want to be back. I want to be the same DD I was before, but you can't, okay. right? And so, um, so this, the podcast itself is a um, kind of a collection of lessons and different things that have been revealed to me over time that I feel are very valuable to um humanity really but um I think it's it could be geared towards women as you know primarily um for my sisters but for humanity because I think the number one lesson that I've learned is that love is the, is the most important thing and I think that that's such an over or oversimplified notion people like we read biblically that God is love and you're like oh that that look what is God God's love the question is what's love Right. That ain't the, that ain't like, like you still got a whole thing to study. You know, that's not the answer. That's just the, <laughs> the journey, right? Like what is love? Let's um, go to the root. Let's go to the root. Right. And, and I think that most of us don't know, like we've grown up with with variations of, of, of what people have called love. But many people have said they loved us and they hurt us. Right. Like what, what is that? What 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 is what is love in its truest sense beyond the dysfunction and beyond like, like, cause hurt people hurt people. But, but what if I'm number one, how do I heal myself? So I'm not one of those people or at least minimizing the amount of pain that I'm causing in the world. Um, and then what does that look like? Um, and then how do I, so, so it's a very interesting thing because I was almost an atheist. Like I, I guess I would say that I was agnostic. Like I'm not going to say it's nothing, but I'm not going to say it's something either. I don't know what it is. And from that, um, I started a journey of like self-love and healing my body. I would even say self-love. I would say healing my body because I yeah. was sick. And that made me have to learn like, okay, well, how do I heal? I heal through love. What does loving me look like? Loving me looks like eating a little different. Loving me looks like taking a little time to massage my skin and, and do those kinds of things that are loving for me, not waiting for my man to do it for me. Not, you know what I mean? So my yes, definition yes. of love in general. Yes. Self-love. And through that, I found God, which is very interesting. I wasn't looking for God. I wasn't looking for religion in any way. Yes. Um, no religion, but um, so that, so the queen and the, and the servant is um, kind of you a found love. I found love. Yes. And um, the queen and the servant is is kind of a a a story of a collection of stories of that. Um, and the name queen and the servant means that's exactly what it is that I am both of those things, right? Like that I know that I deserve the best that this life has to offer. I know that I am worthy of the best. I know that I deserve it. I I, I am the shit, with, mm -hmm. in no uncertain terms. What but a, I am also all good. capital letters. All capitals. Yes. But at the same time, I'm willing to sit at your feet and wash them. I'm, I'm willing yes. to, 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 you know, to serve humanity in, in any way that I can, you know. Um, and so those the dichotomy of that. Right. Like the, the two, the both of those things being the queen and the servant. And so that's what kind of that's what that's what the podcast is. about. So how, how do how do they find the podcast? They just put in like queen and the servant in the yeah, Google. Yeah. 
It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on, um, you know, anywhere that you download. There's some really good ones. Hmm? There's some really good ones. And the thing about, you know, your podcast, you can come and go with it. And at the end of the day, you know, when you're when your creativity is real and authentic and you feel like you have something to say, then say it. But I think that for me, a person that does podcasts and radio shows and things like that, too, it's like when you don't have something to say, then you're probably better off not saying anything. Absolutely. Don't just so, be doing something because it's Monday and then on Monday exactly. you're supposed to do something. Don't, there's nothing that is permanent. There's yeah. nothing that you do today that you have to keep doing. You know, and I think that's the beauty and, you know, magnificent of life. But I'm about to get fired again because my guests are so freaking amazing that I go over time. I get into trouble. <laughs> I lose count. Well, you know how and, we do. You know how yes, we do. Go oh, my God. I could just I could just stay here with you forever. Absolutely. But, um, Absolutely. I want to thank you for taking the time out to talk to us today. I mean. Dieta, some of your perspectives were just so um, rich and and it's so funny because you talk to people who live in the same place and live during the same time and just the things that come the things that come out of their their heart and their experience are completely different. And one of the things that I'm, I'm going to say, and I got to let you go, but one of the things that I'm I'm going to uh, say is never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. And you know what? You know what made me think of that song when you were talking about Costa Rica? Know that you said that in Costa Rica, there are just some things that, you know, you didn't care how much money you had. <laughs> you weren't finna get it. You mm -hmm. understand? Mm -hmm. Who thinks of that? You have to live that. To understand that you have to live that to 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 even think that because that is that is just the way the way to think about it. It's like listen, you need to understand and be prepared that if you go to another country, there might be just some things that I don't care how much money you got, it ain't there for you. Right. And you go home and try to bring it back. Figure out. That was that was rich right there. That right there what had in vogue all in my head. <laughs> absolutely awesome so listen we will uh follow you uh find you on queen and the servant dieta thornton with an n right t-h-o-r-n yeah. on social media on social media i'm dieta loves all d-i-e-t-t-a-l-o-v-e-s-a-l-l yes dieta loves all. so yeah well thank you girl I thank you thank it. you for stopping in and hollering at us today and um and give my love to eric absolutely give my love to al it is a pleasure thank you for having me i'm so proud of you and your growth i remember when you started this too and yes. it has grown and you have grown and i'm so proud of you big sister i'm so thank proud of you and so i can't wait much. to watch the continued journey yes i was so hurt when you were leaving panama i was like oh lord She's going to go. But you know something? I think that when you meet, you know, you meet people and it's reasons and seasons and stuff. But the thing about it is that when you can continue to stay in touch, when you can continue to follow their life's journey, and when you can continue to no matter what happens in between the time that you meet and, and right now, that the experiences that you have together are just like, 
they're Those irreplaceable. They're irreplaceable and they're always tangible and yeah. real for us. And so I love you in a big old way. And um, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. And there you have it. I told you you would love her. Dieta is just so special. She's so, I don't know, she just seems so like wise for her age. Like I have never really heard anyone express the whole vibration thing when you come to a place, but it is so true. I mean, it is so true. You know, places do have a vibration. As soon as you set foot, you realize it. I remember one time Alfredo told me, like when I had first moved out to Mississippi, was before I met him, and and I just decided, I said, I want to see New Orleans. And I started heading out that way in the car one day, just took a ride. And I remember telling him, it was like, I could feel, I told him, I could feel the romance in the air. <laughs> and he said, no, that was lust. <laughs> I'll never forget it. But, I, you know, just kind of reminds me of how you feel certain things when you enter into a space. And I remember feeling a certain way about um, Phoenix, Arizona as well um i thought that i could like it i felt very good there for a moment of course i've changed my mind since then but anyway in addition to that so i like the way that she expressed that frequency and just also reminding us that when we go to different places like she said you know some things might be a little bit harder to get in panama but in costa rica what she found a lot was just like it's not happening you're never going to give and never going to get it. You're never going to get it. So that's something else. You know, make sure you do your research and make sure that those things you can't live without, that you make a way to have them if it's if it's going to be possible. So I appreciate her being on the show. Make sure that you follow her. And I encourage her. I hope she does more podcasts because she, she was doing an excellent job. Queen and the Servant is still available. Um online and with that said i'm gonna get on out of here but you know i'm just feeling like feeling like a bop today and the song that i'm gonna leave y'all with today is love makes a woman by barbara acklin and it was just another one of mommy's favorite philly bop songs and when i hear this song i could just see us in the living room dancing to it or you know just seeing my mom being happy and and dancing to it so you know i thank god for music that keeps me connected to my mama honestly i really do so i thank y'all too for just letting me share and um for supporting blackzitradio.com you know black owned radio station and for supporting black expats in panama black owned businesses as well we need to stick together we need to support each other and we just need to learn from history and not allow so many things to repeat itself and so with that said i'm gonna get on out of here this is charlotte van horn black expats in panama by way of glassboro new jersey right here on black Sick radio i love you i love you i love you there's just nothing you can do about it. Peace and love, y'all. That makes a woman. That makes a woman. Yes, it's love.